the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich with Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Enjoy your lunch with our fun-filled McPherson Radio Sports Show every Thursday from 12.15 to 1. Nathan and Steve will dive into and take a few bites from all your favorite local. Miller gets it back out to Alexander. Cross court to Madrid. Thought about it. Drives the baseline strong. And he dunks it home. Wow. He took off outside of the box. My goodness. College. One thing I did want to say, too, is Iowa basketball beat Iowa State 105 to 77. 28-point <laughs> victory, biggest ever. So any Iowa State fan again hearing this, ha, 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 ha. And pro sport. Fulmer working quickly. And the 6-3 right-hander brings one. And Michael gets into one, hammering it deep to left. That's a way back, and that ball is gone. Home run, Michael Franco. Mahomes in the shotgun. Fakes it to Edward Hilaire. Sprints to the right side. He's throwing it long. Throwing it long. He's got Tyreek Hill over the shoulder. Touchdown, Kansas City. So grab your food, get your drink, turn up that radio, and enjoy your lunch with the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on McPherson's Radio, 96.7 FM KBBE, and online at midkansasradio.com. And now, here's Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Got me hot. And welcome once again into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. I'm Nathan Sage, joined alongside Steve Sell as we have another week, fun-filled week of sports action to get to, talk about, and and, uh, discuss and kind of make fun of. Either way, the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich, we're on the air here on 96.7 KBBE. Hopefully you got your lunch with a little bit of side of sports. we got to get right to that local sports action. we got some uh, area basketball going on today to tomorrow. Every single day of the week, it seems like, Steve, we got some area uh, high school basketball. And today we are on the air. we got uh, McPherson taking on Shawnee Heights, part of the 57th Annual McPherson Invitational. That game's going down at 7.30. 7.15 will be the pregame show right here on 96.7 KBBE as uh, McPherson trying to get back into the win column after that tough defeat on Tuesday against Manhattan. And Shawnee Heights also trying to get back in the win column after they fell to May South. You got to give it though, Steve, up to those the the McPherson Bullpups. They down twenty five points. I'm I remember thirty eight to thirteen. I remember that they came storming back, and I think me and you were for a while there trying to get our jaws off the floor, but came storming back, cut it within the believe, got all the way down to six, and then just too much at the end from Manhattan closed it out. But either way. We'll have to see what this bullpup squad comes in after that tough defeat. Yeah, I think they can take a lot away from how they finish that game. Certainly, they want to forget the start. Uh, You know, I've covered the bullpups for 42 years, and I can't remember a half where they only scored 10 points. Um, In fact, they didn't score the last almost the last seven minutes of the second quarter. Now, I do remember a quarter in a uh, in a tournament game one time against Emporia. We didn't score in a quarter, but. that was just uh, – it was kind of hard to believe Manhattan uh, kind of got some, uh, you know, confidence going. They really played well on the defensive end. They were bigger than the Bullpups, uh, a little stronger than the Bullpups. But then McPherson turned up the heat uh, midway through the third quarter, went to that full-court press, and uh, just started to create turnovers. Had a 27-8 to run uh, at, at one point starting in the third quarter, carrying over into the fourth quarter. H- had it down to six with 5.43 to go. That's when I thought – you know, they had a chance to maybe pull off the biggest comeback that I can mm-hmm. even remember in this tournament, but then Manhattan had a couple back-to-back threes, and that was uh, that was basically the ball game. But, uh, you know, you, 
these kind of games help you in the long run. Yeah. It, it doesn't do any good to play somebody that you're going to beat by 50. So, uh, you know, they learn, they'll learn from that game, hopefully to carry it over. Shawnee Heights tonight. Shawnee Heights did not look very good uh, in their first game against May South. Only scored 29 points, but Shawnee Heights missing their best player on Monday. He might – we don't know if he'll be back tonight. I believe his name is Johnson. His last name is Johnson. He's a kid that against Topeka West had 20 points just in the first half. And I think he finished with 28 in that game. But he has not played since. But there was rumblings. Somebody said, well, maybe he's going to be back tonight. And Kurt Kinneman, the coach of the Bullpups, said if he's back, they're a different team. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if Shawnee Heights is the same team or if they're the team they were uh, uh, Monday. I think if if they don't have Johnson, I look for a Bullpup win. I think they they get it done. The first game tonight at 5 o'clock, May South of Manhattan, that in essence is a ch- semifinal uh, matchup because, you know, both teams won their first-round games. McPherson has to hope, uh, you know, uh, Manhattan or uh, May South wins that game, then they play May South. All three, what they're hoping for is three teams finish two and one, then Shawnee Heights 0 and three. Then it goes to the tiebreaker. I don't know how the tiebreaker works. Uh, you know, that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Bullpups, uh, they're just looking at each game to try and get better because the goal is to be as good as you can be going into the postseason. And when you look at McPherson's substate, uh, very difficult substate. Uh, Bueller boys, of course, very good. Pratt boys are very good. Uh, I think the other two teams they can handle. But, uh, you know, to get the state, I still think the road, uh, they're going to have to beat Bueller. And uh, right now, Bueller's probably got a better chance to host that game if they do play because Bueller doesn't play near the competition in the non-league that McPherson does. The Bullpups still have games with Andover Central, Derby, Andale. You know, those are really tough teams. And I know Bueller doesn't play that i don't think they play that quality of of competition so anyway bullpups need to get a win tonight get things turned around yeah i agree with you i think you know take what you can from this and use it going forward and i'll say this if mcpherson plays the way they played from that third quarter on defensively aggressively going after balls you saw darian gibbs on the floor trey buckby bench players making an impact in that game eli Pyle, adam elliott shooting from behind the three and knocking it down if McPherson can play that way, and which is hard to obviously keep that up, but c- continue to play that way, it could spell good for them moving forward, especially in this one and possibly against May South on Saturday yeah, as well. Yeah, Bullpups and May South play on Saturday. This is a round-robin tournament, so you know who you're going to play. Uh, you, you, so it's easy for the coaches to scout. You know, they scout the next team. Uh, May South, I, I, I thought they were the – the best team the first night uh they're very long they're not overly tall but they're very long they just pounded the boards against shawnee heights had a 15 rebound advantage i i think may south beats manhattan tonight um i really do and uh, that would set up what the bullpups need those to play may south beat may south all three teams end up two and one that's why it was important i'm sure point differential is going to have some it's got to be one of the tiebreakers in there somewhere yeah and the bullpups getting it down what was it, eight at the end, I believe, you know, uh, that helps a little bit. You didn't want it, you know, you didn't want the point differential to be out of sight where they have no chance. So, anyway, Bullpups need a big win tonight, 
and then uh, take their chances with May South on Saturday. Obviously, we will have every single one of those games. We have the game tonight, 7.15 pregame, and we'll have that game on Saturday as well. Same time, same great channel, 7.15 pregame, 96.7 KBBE. As we turn ahead, we look at, ahead to the girls. Uh, girls last played on uh, last Friday. They beat down Circle. Um, wasn't... We thought it'd be more of a contest. Wasn't really a contest. 62-34. Yes. Just really manhandled them. Um, and now they got to wait all the way until next Wednesday, January 27th. They were supposed to have Ando over Central on Tuesday. That got delayed a long time ago. The boys one actually got postponed just recently as well, too. So now the Andover Central games will be on Saturday, February 13th. Both teams down in Andover Central for that. Either way, McPherson will be playing uh, on this coming Wednesday, January 27th against Valley Center as part of the 26th annual Mid-America Classic. This year is the six-year Six team tournament. We've talked about that before. We talked about it during the high school coach show. Two pool, two pools of three teams each. Pool finish will determine obviously how the Saturday is played out. The thing I like the most so far about the Mid American Classic is the Saturday is games are more in the afternoon as opposed to later in the evening. But either way, it's going to be a tough field. I believe I put on your packet there, Steve, the the uh, bracket for um, the matchups for uh, McPherson. They will be playing, like I said, uh, Valley Center. That one's coming up on Wednesday. And then they'll be playing uh, on Friday against uh, Wellington, which they is in their sub-state as well, which you alluded to as well. Um, Wellington, McPherson, both 7-2. and two on the year so that should be a real good matchup i think the bullpups got a good draw getting valley center uh in the first round that's a game uh, i think they should handle and then if they can beat wellington then uh, you know the big hope is to play dodge city uh you know in the in a rematch dodge city came in here and you know uh pretty much took it to the bullpups uh won by double figures dominated that game early that was a game the bullpups got in all kinds of foul trouble and uh that was their first loss of the year the bullets had looked so great through three games and they ran into a kyle wall there and then of course lost the next day since then they have not lost a game but you know the mcpherson invitational the mid-american classic both with reduced fields both with limit you know limited fans it, it just seems so different this year the teams are having to create their own energy now for the girls tournament they'll actually have more fans uh beginning on next friday Keisha, of course, yesterday uh, passed that the, each kid now gets four people. Uh, you know, each participant has four tickets uh, to use at their discretion. So it uh, should be about double the size of the crowd of what we have now. But the crowds aren't very big yeah. right now. So <laughs> it's still going to look pretty empty in the roundhouse. You might have maybe 300. And with the roundhouse, you can really spread out. So, But it will be louder. And, uh, you know, it will start to at least feel a little more uh, like normal, but uh, I don't think we're going to see normal this year. I think when you, you know the state tournament comes around, there's going to be no difference. It's going to be it's going to be each kid probably with four, and that's going to be all. It's going to be allowed to the state tournament, but we'll see. Uh, you know the state can always change your mind. The numbers, you know, we've got uh, you know what six weeks before mm -hmm. uh, the state tournament and the sub states, so a lot can happen in six weeks, and 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 we'll just see what happens. Yeah, and and honestly. Four is better than two, and two is better than none, so take what you can. I know people want more and want more and want more, but obviously we still have issues with COVID, teams canceling, teams having issues. So um, obviously that's Andover Central game. That got changed because we at first we had the girls and now the boys. So, you know, yeah, it's, Andover Central's boys program is in pause mode right now. Mm -hmm. They're, they've got to take, two, I think, two weeks off. So, uh, you know, fortunately the Bullpups, you know, haven't, you know, haven't, uh, 
had it where they've had to be the ones to postpone a game, and uh, we're thankful for that. Yeah, and and then you go think back that Manhattan didn't play until from December nineteenth until they played McPherson on Tuesday. So that just shows you you could your season can be changed in a heartbeat. So we got to keep doing the right things. Either way, we still got some other area games going on the rest of this week. I I went through this and Steve corrected me on some of this when it comes to the scheduling, and that's something I might I'll get to later. But when it comes to the scheduling, right now we got the Canton Galva boys um, that they're doing their Canton Galva invitational they're taking on classical school of wichita today which i've never uh, you obviously probably have heard yeah. of that but i thought it was interesting that name of that school they've had some pretty good teams in the past canton galva girls will be competing in their girls tournament at in a, in a girls tournament at sedwick starting on monday heston boys and girls will have eureka tomorrow and that's part of the hillsborough tournament and then Heston will go to Hillsboro on Saturday. Little River Boys versus Inman Boys tonight as part of the Burton Invitational. Yeah, and that's the game I'm really looking forward to. Uh, you know, Little River had run roughshod over the first, what was it, the first eight games they played. They had no trouble. Then their ninth game they were pushed. Then they got pushed really hard uh, in the first round of the Burton Tournament. And now they go up against a very athletic Inman team, which may be starting to find itself. Inman had a great first-round win. And I know uh, uh, Little River's excited to be playing competition now. They, they, it wasn't a whole lot of fun to win, you know, 80-20 to 20 or anything mm -hmm. like that. They want to play teams uh, to get better. Inman girls, uh, well, yeah, that's Heston and Eureka. Little River boys versus Inman boys, we just said. Little River girls will be at the Fairfield tournament on Monday. And let's see, I have it right in front of me. They'll be taking on Stafford, and that will be a 7.30 oh, – that's on Tuesday, rather. It will be a 7.30 tip-off for that one. Um, Inman girls will be taking on Marine Academy on Friday. Uh, Moundridge girls will be at Gossel on Friday. Uh, the Moundridge boys are part of that Canton Galva invitation. And I think they play tonight. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Canton, uh, Moundridge. And during the break, I think I've got the Canton bracket. I'll, I'll try and run in and see. Moundridge boys, they won that incredible, crazy 196 game. 196 game. 196 yep. on Monday. And that was Vance Unrow's 500th win. So congratulations to the Vancer. You know, one of the best in the business and even a better guy. I've You know, I've known Vance now. Uh, almost 40 years and uh he he's just he's one of a kind and and always a very upbeat guy very positive attitude and he'll be on our high school coaches show this saturday we interviewed him about a 10 minute long interview about getting to 500 wins at mound ridge which he did in that game now 516 for his uh career elyri christian girls and boys will be at marion on friday so that's all the area and that's schools. part of the cougar classic and then i think the smoky valley girls I think they play tonight, and I think the Smoky Boys play tomorrow. Again, it's so hard to keep yes. up with all these tournaments because there's so many things changing. But uh, uh, Smoky Valley girls won their opener, uh, you know, at the Sterling Tournament, and Smoky Valley boys lost their opener in the Sterling Tournament. I might get to it to a little bit later when it comes to my complaint, but we'll talk a little bit more about scheduling then. Um, but either way, we already discussed the Keisha coming out with uh, four fans. We'll have to see how that goes for that tournament coming up next week. I think it'll be interesting because the first couple games will not be that amount of fans, and then all of a sudden we'll be able to. So the championship game of the 26th Annual Mid-American Classic should have not say quite a few, but more than what we're used to, and it'll be interesting, and maybe Steve won't have to do the Jim, Jim Nance voice when it comes to free throws. <laughs> yeah, we hope so. We, we just want to get some sense of normalcy back. I don't think it's going to happen this season uh, where we have packed crowds. It, it won't happen, but uh, hopefully by the fall, you know, we are – 
you know, back to normal. Now, I did see something today, uh, you know, baseball and softball. Uh, it be interesting to see the crowds. But the big concern Keisha has right now about baseball and softball, their umpire pool is just dwindling. They are way down in umpire registrations for the upcoming season. And, and uh, I don't know what they're going to do, but they said they're down over 25% in the number of, you know, umpire and baseball uh, umpires. So hopefully there's some youngsters or young people that start getting involved and maybe get into umpiring. It's, it's good money, and, you know, we sure could use more umpires. I'll say this on top of that. I umpired for many, many years. Um, my dad umpired for many, many years. I loved every moment of it. I just could not stand the fans. So um, <laughs> if you're one of those parents that, you know, gets in trouble a little while, Lay off the umpires a little bit. Maybe we'll get some more umpires. <laughs> Either way, uh, that's going to do it. We'll take a quick break here, and we will be back with more of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich after this on 96.7 KBBE. Farmers Insurance Group and Agent Brad Forsberg are two names you can trust with all your insurance needs. Brad can help identify the insurance that best fits you. He prides himself on giving each and every one of his clients the individual attention they deserve. Give Brad a call today at 620-504-5133 or stop into his office at 1607 North Main in McPherson. Farmers Insurance Agent Brad Forsberg, ready to help you with all your insurance needs. Banking is different these days, but at People's Bank, we're here to help. You can visit us at any of our drive through locations or utilize one of our 16 ATMs, many of which accept deposits. You can even bank from home by visiting us online at peoples.bank or use other features such as mobile banking, People's Pay, or our new Apple Watch app. We understand that you have banking needs. And just as before, we will continue to be here for you. People's Bank and Trust, member FDIC. McPherson Center for Health welcomes Dr. Ruth Lehman Weens to our team of exceptional health care providers. Dr. Weens is board certified and specializes in family practice, including obstetrics, and has a special interest in women's reproductive health. She is now accepting new patients and looks forward to positively impacting lives in our community. Call today to see about scheduling an appointment at 620-241-7400. Not too hot, not too cold, but just right. Goldilocks may have been talking about porridge, but here at RC Heating and Cooling, it's all about comfort. This is Julie at RC Heating and Cooling. We know you want a comfortable home as well as a comfortable budget. For the next few months, we're offering a 12-month, no-pay, same-as-cash financing and up to a $1,200 rebate on a new heating and cooling system. At RC, you can get just right comfort for just the right price. Call us, 241-2787. That's 241-2787. Happy New Year, Kansas. It's 2021 and time for something different, like switching to Next Tech Wireless. Want new devices? Mix and match five devices with unlimited data for $125 a month. Love your phone but not your provider? Switch and get $20 off your monthly bill. So bring the whole family to Next Tech Wireless. Get new devices on us or bring your own. Spend a new kind of quality time together. Next Tech Wireless. We are Kansas. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. And 
welcome back to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage with you. Join alongside Steve Sell. Now we get to some local college sports and uh, we'll move ahead to some NFL news as well. But first we'll get to the local college sports. McPherson College men's basketball team. Winners of six straight. Steve, 11-5 overall. 9-5 in the KCAC. Uh, third in the standings. They beat Bethany 90-77 to last Saturday. Beat St. Mary, which crazy that St. Mary even played that game, 80 to 66 on Monday, and friends on Wednesday. They took care of them 87 to 74. Next up, tough matchup, Kansas Wesleyan on Saturday. Yeah, this will be their fourth straight home game on Saturday. And 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 the good news is they haven't lost at home this year. So you gotta feel pretty good. Coach Eskelson's team's really playing well. And what's amazing is every game they're missing at least two players, it seems like. I don't know if they're either hurt or in COVID protocol, you know, since they don't allow anybody in the gym now other than the teams, you know, I have to watch the games on the stream. So uh, anyway, uh, the Bulldogs have moved into third place. It's, it's, it's hard to believe nine and five is in third place in a 13 team <laughs> conference, but that shows you there's a little separation at the top. And then you got a bunch of teams, you know, kind of there in a cluster, at, you know, in the middle. And then you got a couple teams that just, you know, are really, not uh, winning hardly any games. So uh, the win over Bethany was really good because it avenged an earlier loss, as was the Friends game last night. Bulldogs scoring 54 in the uh, second half last night. And every game, it seems like it's somebody different. That's a fun team to watch. I know you can't go to the games, but you can go to the college's website, macbulldogs.com. And when they play, uh, they, they put the game on your – if you have a computer, go to your computer and watch the game. That's – Kind of what I do. Now, the Mac women, uh, they kind of ended a, you know, they've been in a little bit of a slump. They'd lost five of their last seven. Got a good win over Friends last night. Completed the season series. They were down 12 in that game. Came back to win by nine. Brittany Roberts, the All-America candidate, 24 points, 20 rebounds. She is second in the country in rebounding right now. I'm sure last night uh, probably helped her a little bit, but I did see she's averaging about 15 rebounds a game. The leader in the country is at 17 and a half. So that might be a little tough for Brittany to catch her, but she's having just an incredible uh, season. She could become the first Mac woman ever, I believe, to be a first-team All-American. I just can't see how she doesn't do it. when she, You know, she's in the top 10 nationally in scoring, second in the nation in rebounding. She's, uh, you know... Probably going. She will not probably win KCAC Player of the Year, and it's kind of a shame because it seems like the mantra in the KCAC is the best player on the best team. Mm-hmm. But when you're having a season like Brittany Roberts, sometimes you got to look beyond, you know, beyond that. Her numbers are just incredible, and in how hard she plays. So, uh, Mac women have a real tough one here Saturday. KW uh, comes to town. KW women, the defending conference champions. So that'll be a tough game. Then you have Central Christian College. Uh, their season's just been yes. That, COVID has just killed them. That's what I was going to say. Is you we're looking at the overall records, and you see Matt College at eleven and five, Co- Central Christian College men six and one, and that's and, and the girls two and seven. Just because of the COVID, the COVID issues, they haven't had to, they haven't been able to play all the games that were on their schedule. Yeah, and uh, it's it's just it's been a shame. Uh, the Central women have actually played more than the men. They've gotten more games in. But, uh, uh, yeah, their season has just really been decimated uh, by COVID. And uh, hopefully they'll get at least a decent number of games in before the season's over. 
And next up for Central College men will be versus Oklahoma City University at on Saturday. And then the girls will be at Southwestern Christian. Uh, that's actually going today. So uh, those are the Central College and uh, Mac College. Now we move ahead to the NFL. Obviously, I think everybody in Kansas right now is more excited for the um, – AFC championship coming up, but NFL divisional round was last weekend on Saturday. Green Bay beat the Rams 32 to 18. Buffalo beat Baltimore 17 to three in the Sunday game. Kansas city obviously beat Cleveland 22 to 17 and Tampa Bay beat new Orleans in new Orleans 30 to 20. The big news obviously was Patrick Mahomes left Sunday's game with apparent concussion and was not able to finish the game. So Chad Henney, good old Chad Henney from Michigan had to come in and finish the game and led Kansas city to the win converted a fourth and inches late in the fourth quarter to seal the win over Cleveland. Kansas City returns to the AFC Championship for the third straight year, takes on Buffalo, a team they beat in Week 6, 26-17. As of Wednesday, I haven't checked today. Well, I was checking earlier, but there was no news. Um, Patrick Mahomes was able to practice, but still in concussion protocols, which has to be cleared. He has to clear a couple steps to be able to play on Sunday. I'm assuming he will. Um, and I believe, personally, I think me and Steve, we talked about this off air. I don't know necessarily if he had a concussion more than he was choked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being that I was in the military, I, I know what a blood choke and an air choke is. And I know watching that game, it looked like a little bit of a blood choke because it was quick. And then uh, you saw how his reaction was getting up. And that's generally the same reaction. So that's yeah, my the thought. the blood flow got cut off to the yep. brain. So uh, looking, looking at those games last weekend, I went three and one. Uh, the only game I missed was Buffalo beating Baltimore. And, again, I don't understand Baltimore. You know, their running game got them to where they were. And then all of a sudden, last week, they decided they wanted to throw the ball a bunch. And it just didn't make any sense to me. Same thing with Cleveland. Cleveland totally got away from their personnel in the first half for some reason. Uh, they decided that Baker Mayfield needed to engage in a shootout with Mahomes. You're not going to beat Mahomes in a shootout. Then in the second half, Cleveland went back to the running game. They had almost 100 yards just in the third quarter. Nick Chubb was running like crazy. Of course, you know, after Mahomes went out, the Chiefs held on. Uh, the play that will go down in history for the Chiefs, Chad Henney, the fourth down pass, mm -hmm. the Tyreek Hill. Uh, what a gutsy call by Andy Reid because if that ends up being incomplete, I don't think there's any doubt knowing Chiefs fans are probably thinking the same thing. Cleveland probably ro rolls right down the field probably wins the game, then Kansas City would have been sitting at home. But now you got Kansas City and Buffalo. I've still been trying to dissect this game. I said the Baltimore-Buffalo winner would win the Super Bowl. Uh, I've just, you know, as much as, you know, I'm a Chiefs fan, I want the Chiefs to win. I, I've just seen so many. Even though they're 16-1 and this year, we see the flaws every week. The offensive line, you know, doesn't give Mahomes a lot of time to throw. The defensive line gets pushed around. Uh, but if Mahomes is – Anywhere close to 100%, uh, I may have to change my view because Kansas City just seems to find a way to get it done, even though, uh, you know, it's a lot of scary times. Uh, their defense isn't what I'd call it great. Uh, Buffalo probably has a better defense. But Josh Allen might be the X factor with his legs. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see him run. He didn't run very much against Baltimore, but I think you're, the Chiefs are very generous against the run, and I think you'll see Josh Allen run the ball more. I – uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. I feel it is hard to pick these games coming up. Um, I obviously picked the Rams to beat Green Bay, and I was dead wrong in that one. But these championship games, I don't – 
I, I, I'm, I'm still, I'll say this. Buffalo lost to Kansas City in week six at Buffalo. So tells me Kansas Kansas City should have all the confidence. But I'll say Buffalo has played amazing since then. I believe yeah, ten, 10 and 1, I believe, yeah, since then. Yeah, they really have. And, and getting back, I think Green Bay takes care of Tampa Bay. Uh, I think the weather, uh, it's supposed to be cold. Tampa Bay doesn't like the cold. You know, they, they're used to playing either in domes or in 80-degree uh, temperatures. I think that makes a big difference. I think Green Bay will make Tom Brady – Look, all of his 43 years, I think you'll see them just blitz the daylights out of him. And I think Green Bay gets it done. I think Green Bay and Tampa Bay will be I – th- I, I honestly think Kansas City will beat Buffalo. I think Kansas City uh, will hand Buffalo hand, handle Buffalo easy, easily with Patrick Mahomes. Without him, Buffalo, I think, will steal that win. Green Bay, obviously I hate Green Bay, but – I do think Green Bay is going to get the win, but I think it's going to be the last possession, uh, a historic moment. Um, I think the the X factor in that one for me is Leonard Fournette for Tampa Bay. I think if he gets a good game running the ball um, and they can control the clock, because last last week against New Orleans, Tampa uh, Tampa Bay didn't throw the ball that much. Tom Brady didn't have to throw the ball that much. Uh, obviously, the defense played well, had, a, I believe, three or four turnovers in that game. I think if you can run the ball – and play defense, uh, try and slow down Aaron Rodgers, Tampa Bay could possibly pull the upset, well, but I still if, think if Aaron Tampa, Rodgers. If Tampa Bay can't run, Tom Brady's a sitting duck yep. because he has no mobility. You know, he can't run anywhere. Aaron Rodgers at least still has some mobility, even though Aaron Rodgers is unbelievably, I believe he's 37 years old now. Yep. He still seems to have some mobility. Tom Brady, if he sees the rush coming, he just throws it in the dirt or he goes, he just goes down on his own accord. So uh, I, I see Green Bay, and I actually think I think Green Bay is going to win that game by double digits. I really do. So Kansas City and Green Bay is what we have for our picks for the Super Bowl after kind of teams fell out there. That's what happens when it comes to the playoffs. It'll be a rematch of Super Bowl one, obviously. But when it comes to that, Kansas City and Green Bay. Kansas City didn't it, I believe already took care of Green Bay earlier? Nope. No, I'm thinking about Tampa Bay. Tampa yeah, Bay took Tampa. care of Green Bay earlier, but Kansas City will be playing. Would be playing Green Bay. You'd be have a matchup of kind of old versus young with Aaron Rodgers. Even anyway, NFL NFL championship, NFC AFC. It's all to yeah. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are the old yeah. guys. The young guys are in the AFC. Either way, that game, Kansas City and Green Bay would it would be great to see because. You're going to have high-scoring offense. You're going to have playmakers. It's just going to be and entertaining. It's, it's a repeat of the very first Super Bowl. It's not a. It's not a L.A. Rams versus New England Patriots game. It's going to be a scoring like kind of like we saw last year with San Francisco and, and Kansas City. It's going to be a higher-scoring game and more entertaining. And that's why I'm hoping we see that. And then I get a root for Kansas City against Green Bay because I, like I said before, can't stand them. <laughs> so either way, uh, we'll have to see what happens. The crazy thing is. Um, we could be totally wrong. We'd be looking at a Tampa Bay Buffalo game. Who Both knows? either way, games are going to be good regardless. Super Bowl will be good, and Super Bowl coming up again on Sunday, February seventh. We'll take our last break here during the lunchtime sports sandwich, and we'll come back one more time. You'll hear my complaint, and we'll move on and get to that here after this break. Hi, friends. This is Coach Roger Tremel. I have worked with basketball strategy for over fifty years. When I needed a Medicare strategy, I called Dana Sammer at the Alliance Agency. Together, we developed a plan to keep me in the game. Call Dana today at 245-4861. 
Whether you're reimagining your backyard or transforming a few acres into a field of dreams, let Prairieland Partners show you how easy and affordable it is to own a John Deere. Go to prairielandpartners.com. Click on the PLP Builder to build, price, and buy a compact utility tractor, mower, gator, or skid steer. Get started today at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution. You need a new car or truck. You found the perfect vehicle. Now, what about financing? You can save on your next vehicle purchase, whether new or used, by financing through Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Rates are very low right now. New auto loan rates are as low as 3% APR. Used auto loan rates are as low as 3.25% APR. Get pre-approved, then make your best deal on your next new or used vehicle. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, 720 North Main in McPherson, with offices in Salina Hill, and Abilene. They will work with you. Member NCUA. Janet's doing it. So is Fred. Bonnie's all over it. Same with Omar. Tim's been at it since February of last year. Corey started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? Why they're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. And they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? You ready to get at it and save? To start driving safe and saving in McPherson, call State Farm agent Jim LaDuke today. Discounts may vary. Not available in California, Massachusetts, New York, or Rhode Island. Your McPherson Board of Public Utilities offers a few winter safety tips. Keep space heaters a safe distance away from any combustible materials such as bedding, drapes, or furniture. Close window coverings at night to keep heat indoors and open during the day so the sun can warm your home. Don't heat unused rooms, closed doors, and registers. Clean or replace your furnace filters monthly. Every degree you lower your thermostat saves up to 3% on your heating costs. Never attempt to move a fallen power line. Call the BPU emergency number at 620-245-2560 during working hours. Call 620-245-2554 after hours. Little Van Halen as we get back to the lunchtime sports sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage still hearing it, hanging out with Steve Sell as we have a little few more hours left before we get ready for that bullpup basketball game. I know we'll be there watching that May South Manhattan game, but either way, uh, we're back on the lunchtime sports sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. And I got to move some things around. I have to do this every single week because I changed where the buttons are, but it is time for Nathan's Complaint of the and I kind of alluded to it earlier. I was thinking about if I should go with this or if I should change it or whatever. But here's my thing. I've been here in Kansas. I will obviously have station at Fort Riley. I've been in Kansas for years, but then I left, came back. And by far, I think one of the most hardest and difficult things since I've been back to deal with has been uh, scheduling of everything. I know COVID-19 has caused havoc with everything, so I understand that. My complaint is when something happens, when something changes with, or if you have a bracket or if you have something at all, try to get it out as fast as possible. We'd love to, to, to get that so we can keep people informed because we get calls, we get messages and I want to make sure people are informed. So that's one. The other thing is it's not just local college, local high school, local college. It's not none of that. It's also pro sports as well. And this is something I talked about back in, I believe August was, MLB is supposed to be starting here in February. 
They have pitchers and catchers, I believe, report on, I believe, I think it's the 13th, that Saturday of February. And then I think the first spring training games are usually at the end of February, beginning of March. Yeah, I think the season's going to start like on April 1st, yeah. allegedly. And that's the thing, right there. Uh, that's what we assume because that's what we're used to. But obviously last year we had a different time with that. And we still don't have broadcast times for games. We still don't – and – my question would be to the commissioner of MLB and other commissioners as well who have had issues too is how much planning time do you really need? Um, I, I understand you, you knew COVID coming in. You should have already had something figured out. You had, you had the whole off season and we're still sitting there waiting a month before. Um, so that's my complaint of the week. I'm just, when it comes to scheduling, I know COVID is causing problems. I know it's a, a headache for everybody, but I think that a little bit, of understanding that we've been through this now for what nine months now or almost almost a year that we could figure out how to get that taken care of so that's my and speaking of schedules i did get my canton galva schedule uh the mound ridge boys play sedgwick tonight six o'clock game uh the 7 30 game is canton galva against wichita classic then the two winners play for the championship on saturday and then of course they have third seventh you know this consolate four consolation games starting at two o'clock yeah, so right there, scheduling there. Obviously, Steve able to get that bracket for us and get those out there, and we were able to inform you and let everything know what's going on. But now we got to get to this day in sports. 1992, this one goes out to Casey and Chuck. Bill Cower became the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, becoming only the second head coach of the team since 1970. And Mike Tomlin replaced him, and now you got three coaches. So... Uh, that's goes and to, and I'm a little surprised Bill Cower never got back into it. I just, I just, you know, he coached Pittsburgh. He retired relatively yep. young, went to the uh, broadcast booth, and I think he's, you know, he makes pretty good money doing that, and it's a lot easier than, you know, coaching year round. He can, you know, he can take some time off in the off season. But Bill Cower was one of the really good coaches, and and Pittsburgh's kind of like McPherson High boys basketball. You know, they've had, you know, Chuck Knoll. Yep. They had Bill Cower, and they've had Mike Tomlin in the last 50 years. That's just three Insane. coaches. Insane. It's like McPherson and I having Kurt Kinneman for 26 years, Mike Henson for 12, Jay Frazier for 26. So in the last, what is that, 64 years, just three coaches uh, for McPherson High basketball boys. Yeah, and then you think of I, I think automatically think of the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Before him, it right. was a revolving door. You just but don't, n- yeah, you just don't see coaches yes. stay real long anymore. They it's it's the burnout factor. I mean, they just get they get burnout. You just do not see very many coaches last. You know, if they last more than six years. That's kind of an anomaly. That, that's what was funny. I, I saw a report like new coach for the Lions. I can't think of the the coach but signed a six year six year contract with the detroit lions and the question was yeah the question was is you really think he's going to make it six years that was the that was the joke average detroit coach makes it about two or three years at the most so again you know you talk about the you know nfl filling the coaches eric Bieniemy, still no uh head coaching job he's he's interviewed and maybe he's just he doesn't interview well i don't know andy reed you know has been champion in his cause he says eric the enemy will be a a great nfl coach but most most of the openings are closed oh yeah and uh, houston i think houston's the best bet if he's going to go anywhere it's going to be houston because about every other job i believe is now filled yeah you, you know we obviously had urban meyer take over in jacksonville which you can't 
you know, be mad at Urban Meyer, who's going to be mad at a team, a coach coming in, getting the number one pick, and Trevor Lawrence being that pick. So either way, um, yeah. Congra- anyways, that's day in sports. Nineteen ninety two, Bill Carr became the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two thousand ten, L.A. Lakers forward Kobe Bryant becomes the youngest NBA player to reach twenty five thousand career points at thirty one years of age in one hundred and fifty one days. He beats Wilt Chamberlain, who was uh, by by thirty five days. He beat him by thirty five. Remember, days. Kobe started when he yep. was eighteen, and Wilt yep. started when he was. 21 or 22 so that's the argument i use every time when it comes to lebron versus michael jordan so yeah. uh, either way uh, that was in 2010 2019 golden state guard clay thompson sets the nba record by making his first 10 10 attempts from three-point range as the warriors beat the lakers 130 to 111 thompson went on to finish with 44 points in that game um so i just and thought of that course was a, he's been hurt a, the yeah last, he didn't he's not playing this year he didn't uh play last year so he has really been he's really had injuries kind of curtail a great career birthdays on this day 1940 here you go steve jack nicholas american golfer 18 major titles 73 paga tour titles he's born in columbus ohio this day 1940 that makes the golden bear 81 and see i grew up worshiping the golden bear and arnie and the black knight gary player those were the big three when i first started playing golf uh, back in like 1965, I think it's when I started playing golf. And uh, Arnie was just about at the end of his run. Jack was just taking over as the superpower. And uh, still, I know everyone's going to say Tiger Woods is the is the greatest player of all time, but I still have a spot for Jack just because, you know, uh, he, he just – he was just – but he's like Tiger. They both play so smart. But Jack hit that – you know, those one irons he'd hit – his crisp irons very high landed very soft 81 years old for jack and he's still very active in golf course design and as an ambassador for the game this day 1963 hakeem Olajuwon, nigerian american nba center played for the houston rockets won olympic gold in 96 he was born in lagos nigeria uh, every time i think of hakeem Olajuwon, i always think of that 94 uh, houston rockets team that won the championship uh, that was obviously when michael jordan was on retirement everybody was like oh it's not a legitimate champion they were still a great team um and i always liked watching him go against the young Shaq. i thought it was almost like a teaching lesson at and, times. and a little known in fact, when Olajuwon became prominent at the University of Houston, he was Akeem Olajuwon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have the H. And then when he got later on in his career, he, he said, well, it's actually Hakeem. So he became Hakeem Olajuwon. But when he was, because uh, I remember seeing the jersey when he played for Houston in that game against North Carolina State, the, you know, the improbable yep. finish. Uh, instead of having a lodger on the back of his jersey, he had Akeem. So, Akeem, Hakeem, whatever he is, a lodger is a great player. Yeah, I, I can't believe born 1963. It makes me feel so much old. I don't know. I turned 36 on Sunday, but it is what it is. That's going to do it, though, for this week's version of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. You can hear us uh, tonight. 7.30 is the tip-off. 7.15 pregame as the Bullpups will be taking on the T-Birds of Shawnee Heights right here on 96.7 KBBE. It should be a fun one. And if you miss it, you can tune in on Saturday for the High School Coaches Show bright and early, 8 o'clock in the morning. Steve and myself will be in here barely awake, but we'll be bringing you the recaps of all the games. We'll be previewing ahead 
had as well. So hopefully you can join us for either one of those, the game tonight or the high school coaches show. And also we do have both basketball games coming up on Saturday as well. Again, as they should be taking on May South at 7:30 at the roundhouse on Saturday, 7:15 pregame for that one as well. But again, that's going to do it for this week's version of the lunchtime sports sandwich. Hopefully everybody enjoyed their lunch with a side of sports. And uh, hopefully you'll join us next Thursday again, 1215 to 1 o'clock right here on 96.7 KBBE. But until then, you got to catch me on the flippity flip. That's going to do it for this week's version of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. I hope you all enjoyed your lunch with a side of sports courtesy of myself and Steve Sell. Until next week, go Bulldogs. Go Bullpups. Go Wildcats. Go Jayhawks. Go Royals. And go Chiefs. See you on the flippity flip. Catch you on the flippity flip. Catch you guys on the flippity flip. Flippity flip. Okay. See you guys.